0: Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, this morning we are looking or resuming our study in the book of Job and we're raising the question, why do the godly suffer? Last week we heard from his friend, Eliphaz, and then Job's response. This week, we're going to hear from his friend Bildad, and Bildad's response is not real long, and Bildad actually shares what I would consider really decent godly wisdom, but like Job's first friend, he has the wrong idea about why Job is suffering. In their minds, Job must have sinned, or his children must have sinned, like, God is not unjust, he wouldn't just do this to you for the sake of doing it, which we could all connect with, right? This is the great tragedy, and what makes this story so difficult for us, if we're to be honest, is that this is coming upon Job for no reason. Or at least, I guess we wouldn't say no reason, God has reasons, but at no fault of his own. And Job knows this, which is probably what makes his torment even worse. He knows he's not perfect, as he'll explain, but he knows he's not wicked. And he knows he hasn't done anything to deserve this type of what he feels like is wrath and affliction from God. And so that's going to be Joe's response and his complaints. He's going to complain about. So in verse or in chapter nine, he's going to complain about, you know, those very things that I just mentioned. And then in chapter ten, he's actually going to take us. He's he's actually going to plead to God and complain to God about the severity of what God has brought upon him. So that is what is on the agenda today. So we've got a decent amount to read. Uh, so I'm going to keep commentary short. And uh, I just pray that the word of God would speak to you and speak to your heart. And uh, hopefully, our study this morning will help you draw closer to him. Alright, let's begin. Starting with chapter 8, 22 verses. This is Bildad's kind of thoughts for Job. Verse 1. Then answered Bildad, the shoe height, and said, "How long will thou speak these things? And how long shall the words of thy mouth be like a strong wind? Doth God pervert judgment, or doth the Almighty pervert justice?" So please know, right out, right out of the gate, Bildad's like, "Is God unjust? Like he doesn't pervert judgment or justice. There must be a reason." There must be something you've done, right? Verse 4, If thy children have sinned against him, and he have cast them away for their transgression, if thou wouldst seek unto God betimes, and make thy supplication to the Almighty, if thou wert pure and upright, surely now he would awake for thee, and make the habitation of thy righteousness prosperous. So Bildad's like, so seek God about this. If you truly are upright and pure, surely at this point, he will come to your rescue, right? Like he'll wake for you is the the terminology that Bildad uses. Verse 7. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end shall greatly increase. For inquire, I pray thee, of the former age, and prepare thyself the search of their fathers for we are but of yesterday and know nothing because our days upon earth are a shadow by the way that's great wisdom he says we are but of yesterday and we know nothing this is important we know nothing and our days on earth are like a shadow which they really are, they're like a vapor right, that's what the scripture teaches it's here one minute, gone the next we're, 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 our time on earth is very short verse 10 shall not they teach thee and tell thee in utter words out of their heart can the rush grow up without mire can the flag grow without water whilst it is yet in his gen- in his greenness and not cut down It withereth before any other herb. So are the paths of all that forget God, and the hypocrites' hope shall perish. Whose hope shall be cut off, and whose trust shall be a spider's web? He shall lean upon the house, but it shall not stand. He shall hold it fast, but it shall not endure. He is green before the sun, his branch shooteth forth in his garden. His roots are wrapped about the heap, and seeth the places of stone. If he destroy him from his place, then it shall deny him, saying, I have not seen thee. Behold, this is the joy of his way, and out of the earth shall others grow. Behold, God will not cast away a perfect man, neither will he help the evil doers till he fill thy mouth with laughing and thy lips with rejoicing. They that hate thee shall be clothed with shame, and dwelling places of the wicked shall come to naught. So there's Bildad's uh, thoughts He's to they he shared with Job. So now we're going to get Job's response to Bildad, and then Job's response to God, basically, or his thoughts to God. Keep in mind, the type of writing we're reading is poetic so the bible has all types of all forms of of types in it so you know you have poetry types like job psalms you have apocalyptic types um, like the book of revelation it's important to understand what type of writing you're dealing with Um, and so that's why it <laughs> That's why the book of Job kind of sounds the way it sounds, but it's, it's, if you pay close attention and you take it slow, you can, kinda, you, you can comprehend it fairly easily. Alright, so let's read chapter 9 real quick, Job's response to Bildad. Here we go. Then Job answered and said, I know it is so of truth, but how should a man be just with God? If he will contend with him, he cannot answer him, one of a thousand. He is wise in heart, and mighty in strength. Who hath hardened himself against him, and prospered? Which removeth the mountains, and they know not, which overturneth them in his anger, which shaketh the earth out of her place, and the pillars thereof tremble, which commandeth the sun, and it rises not, and sealeth up the stars. Which alone spreadeth out the heavens and treadeth upon the waves of the sea. Which maketh Arcturus and Orion and Pleiades in the chambers of the south. Please note, just a short little side note. uh, Nothing to dig into too much right now. But uh, these ideas of pillars and um, chambers... Uh, the book of Enoch goes into great detail about those things Uh, just for future reference verse 10 which doeth great things past finding out yea and wonders without number lo he goeth by me and I see him not he passes on also but I perceive him not behold he taketh away who can hinder him who will say unto him what doest thou so you, you see what Job is getting at. He's like, how can you complain to God? Like he can, you can't resist anything he wants to do to you, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, what are you going to do? And he's right. That's, this last statement is he's, as he says, he taketh away, like God takes things away from us, And who can hinder him? And who can say to him, why do you do this? I mean, many of us have been here, right? We're like, God, why? Why did you take this thing away from me? Why have you done this to me? Verse 13, if God will not withdraw his anger, the proud helpers do stoop under him. How much less shall I answer him and choose out my words to reason with him? Whom though I were righteous, yet would I not answer, but I would make supplication to my judge. If I had called and he had answered me, yet would I not believe that he had hearkened unto my voice. For he breaketh me with a tempest and multiplieth my wounds without cause. Again, listen to Job's complaint, his his complaint here. God has injured me, and he just continues to compile it for no reason. That's understand his complaint. He breaketh me with a tempest, and then he multiplieth my wounds without cause. Verse eighteen: He will not suffer me to take my breath, but filled me with bitterness. If I speak of, speak of strength, lo, he is strong. And if of judgment, who shall set me a time to plead? If I justify myself, my own mouth shall condemn me. If I say I am perfect, it, it shall also prove me perverse. Though I were perfect, yet would I not know my soul. I would despise my life. This one thing thereof, I said it, he destroyeth the perfect and the wicked. If he scourge if the scourge slay suddenly he will laugh at the trial of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked, he covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? I mean, it's easy to relate to what Job is saying. Now, we have to remember that God will respond uh, before we get through, before this study is over. Not, not today's study, but before we're done with the book of Job, right? Right now, we're just trying to empathize and connect with what Job is feeling. He feels that God destroys the perfect and the wicked, just the same he says in verse 24 the earth is given into the hand of the wicked any of us looking at what's going on in the world today would say well that's true he covereth the faces of judges thereof if not where and who is he now my days are swifter than a post they flee away they see no good they are passed away as the swift ships as the eagle that hastest to the prey. If I say I will forget my complaint, I will leave off my heaviness and comfort myself. I am afraid of all my sorrows. I know that thou will not hold me innocent. If I be wicked, why then labor I in vain? Hmm. If I be wicked, why then labor I in vain? I think what Job is saying here is it seen if i'm a wick, if i'm a wicked person then why do i then why do i put effort towards the things of god right like if i'm already wicked in god's eyes then i'm laboring in vain like why why would i be doing this if i wash myself with sorrow water and make my hands never so clean yet shall thou plunge me in the ditch and my own clothes shall abhor me for he is not a man as I am, that I should answer him. And we should come together in judgment. So Jeb's saying, it's not like God is a human being. We can't like just come together and talk this out. He's the creator of all things. He can take a mountain and throw it in the sea. He can make the sun not rise. Like, who am I? Thirty three, neither is there any daysman between us that might lay his hand upon us both. Let him take his rod away from me, and let not his fear terrify me. Then I would speak and not fear him, but it is not so with me. So there's Job's response to Bildad. And so now we're going to read chapter 10. So we've only got a few more verses left, 22 verses. Chapter 10 is kind of Job complaining about his hardship, pleading with his maker, and complaining that about God's severity. Like, what you've done to me, it's too much. It's too severe. It's kind of like the punishment doesn't fit the crime type of thing. Furthermore, I don't even know what the crime is. That's kind of Job's complaint here. So let's have a look. Chapter 10. Verse 1. My soul is weary of my life. I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say unto God, Do not condemn me. Show me what for thou contendest with me. So right out of the gate, Job's like, show me what I've done wrong. It is good unto thee that thou shouldest oppress, that thou shouldest despise the work of thy hands and shine upon the counsel of the wicked. Hast thou eyes of flesh, or seest thou as a man seeth? Are they days, the days of a man? Are they years, years of a man's days, that thou inquirest after my iniquity and searches after my sin? Thou knowest that I am not wicked, and there is none that can deliver out of thy hand. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me together round about, yet thou destroyest me. Remember, I beseech thee, that thou hast made me as the clay, and wilt thou bring me into dust again? Hast thou not poured me out as milk, and curled me like cheese? Thou hast clothed me with skin and flesh, and hast fenced me with bones and sinews. Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation hath preserved my spirit. And these things hast thou hid in thy heart. I know that this is with thee. If I sin... Then thou markest me, and thou will not acquit me from my iniquity. If I be wicked, woe unto me. And if I be righteous, yet will I not lift up my head. I am full of confusion. Therefore seeth thou my affliction. Job saying, I don't understand why this is happening. It doesn't make any sense. You know that I'm not wicked. You created me. I mean, are you going to? You created me like clay. Or are you just going to pound me back into the earth? You know, am I just going to be dust? Verse sixteen. For it increases. Thou huntest me as a fierce lion, and again thou showest my, thyself marvelous upon me. Thou renewest thy witness against me, and increase thy indignation upon me. Changes and war are against me. Wherefore then hast thou brought me forth out of the womb? Oh, that I had been given up the ghost and no eye had seen me. So here, once again, Job is saying, You brought me out of the womb, but I wish that I would have died. I wish I would have given up the ghost and that no one would have ever seen me. I wish I would have died at birth. Verse 19 I should have been as though I had not been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. Are not my days few? Cease then and let me alone, that I might take comfort a little before I go whence I shall not return, even to the land of darkness and the shadow of death, a land of darkness as darkness itself, and of the shadow of death without any order. And where the light is as darkness. That is the end of our study for this morning. Right now, obviously, the book of Job is not super encouraging, is it? And we can't help but some, but kind of relate at times with what Job is complaining about. But I just encourage you not to come to any conclusions or anything like that, right? God is going to have his words with Job. And there's going to be restoration. And hopefully we'll have a little better understanding when we get to the end uh, of this study. For now, my goal is just to relate. To understand where Job is coming from. I also relate and understand where Job's friends are coming from. They're dumbfounded also. You know, in in this last chapter we just read, chapter 10, Job kind of brings up the fact, he's like, I don't understand why this is happening to me. Like, what have I done? And Job's friends are, in, are kind of in the same thing. They're like, Clearly, some, clearly you've done something, Job. Surely you must have sinned. Surely your children must have sinned. Like, God is not unjust. He doesn't just do this to people for no reason. Right? So, they're all, right now, what they're all kind of dealing with, both those, both Job's friends who are on the outside, and Job, who's the one being afflicted, is why? And the... And that is the ultimate question. The ultimate question that every single Christian in the history of the world has probably asked at some point. Why? And what makes that question so difficult is because we don't really get an, an- We never really get an answer to that question. We have a lot of whys. Why has God done it this way? Why does he continue to let the wicked grow, and grow old in their wickedness? Why does he let his own people be oppressed? Like there, There's answers to these questions, but they don't really satisfy, right? I think the point... One of the points about studying the book of Job is to force us to wrestle with these realities... And my hope is that when we come out on the other side, at the end of the study, that we'll have a deeper understanding of God. And we'll have a deeper understanding of the suffering of the human condition and the suffering and maybe learn to have more empathy towards our fellow brothers and sisters who are suffering. We're learning some things not to do and not to say. Well, that is our study for this morning. I pray you've been blessed in the powerful name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. The show is 100% listener supported. So if you're being blessed by this on a weekly basis, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. Um, Or you can support through PayPal or through the post office box. All of that is at scriptureandprophecy.com. You just click the donate and support tab. Thank you for your prayers. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.